episode 6, we briefly talk about cultural whisperers or what we call tagapamagitan or cultural mediators. But really, it's so much more than that in the islands. We have our uncles, our titas, another ate who may play this role even without them noticing that they're doing it. What are the roles of a tagapamagitan in the Filipino culture? This pivotal role is scarce in America. So let's talk more about it. Are Filipinos truly bilingual? We use the same language at home, but speak in love languages foreign to each other, together but separated. Kamusta? I'm Rowan, licensed psychotherapist mom, immigrant twice, first-generation Pinay raising my mixed Filipino-American children in America. I found that after visiting 500 Filipino homes, I continue to be a student of the culture. In this podcast, we would be seatmates in this beautiful cultural classroom. And by the way, did I tell you I need my kaping barako straight from Batangas before each class? If you're interested in learning the deep intricacies of the Filipino culture, especially as it merged with American culture, talks about trauma-informed care and deepening your Filipino relationships across generations, which includes my fave topic, Pinoy Love Languages, you're in the right place. Hi there, welcome to the Pinoy Love Language podcast. This is your host, Rowan, it's a beautiful, almost spring-like weather in California as I'm recording this episode. Let's talk about Tagapamagitan. Can you say that 10 times? Tagapamagitan, Tagapamagitan. This is our cultural whisper, as I like to call it. So, if you've had a misunderstanding, let's say with your mom, your dad might be the Tagapamagitan, for example, by you know, giving you inside information. He, she, or he might say, oh, ganyan lang talaga si mommy mo. Your mom's really like that. But what she really meant to say, so a tagapamagitan is an interpreter of affection, cues that usually are misunderstood or misfired sometimes, you know? So one of the roles of a cultural whisper is to be a bridge also to be interpreter to convey messages usually lost in communication. One characteristic of a cultural whisper is that both parties have a rapport, respect, and trust towards that person. So if your uncle is an uncle that you trust, and also that uncle is pretty close with your mom, that might be the tagapamagitan in your relationship, right? And the same is true if you're not close to your uncle, he might not be the best tagapamagitan because you might just say yes, but really, you don't really care about his opinion because he doesn't have pretty much credibility as far as the way you trust him, his rapport with you. So, I mentioned this before, Dr. Melba Magai. She has created the distinct role of our cultural whisperer. And I will talk about them. I'll say what it's called in our Filipino language and then explain it a bit. 
So here are the different roles of a tagapamagitan cultural whisperers. First, what we call pahatid. Okay? So when you're hat- making hatid, it's like you are taking something to someone. Or when someone is saying, oh, I, I don't have a car, pakihatid. So take me to my home. So a tagapamagitan uh, sends a message with an interpretation. It's like someone opening a gift but you may not know how to use that gift for instance so someone you open a gift you're like what is this let's say it's a lemon squeezer and so the cultural whisper because you might think that's a weapon and the cultural whisper were like no actually that gift that it's a lemon squeezer you know your tita wanted you to have an easier time squeezing your lemon so one role is to be an interpreter of an otherwise misunderstood interaction or gift. So, pahatid. Parating, we say the word parating is if when someone is coming, okay? So, parating is, as far as tagapamagitan, it's uh, usually asking the question, what are you trying to say? Anong ibig mong iparating? Usually is the question, what, what do you really want to say? It's used when communication is not clear and there's a lot of ambiguity. And so we use a cultural whisper like when there's an argument. And usually one would say, ano ba talaga ibig mong iparating? What truly is your message? Because sometimes there is a message underneath the message that we're trying to, to convey. So the role of the cultural whisper is to straighten out that message. So that's the second one. The third is pasabe. So you know when we say pasabe, it's like, can you just send the message to that person? So it's sending a message. Sabi ni mami mo. You know, let's say mom left for a business trip and someone is left there as the mediator. That person might say, you know, your mom said you cannot go out after 8 p.m. Or sometimes the conveyor tells the person what is allowed, right? So, oh, okay, you can go beyond 8 p.m. as long as you lock behind you. The third one is pasabe. So we use that sometimes, pakisabe, it's almost like just mention it to someone it's sending a message so sabi ni mami mo don't go out your mom said don't go out beyond 8 p.m or sometimes the conveyor tells the tagapamagitan and the cultural whisper to send the message as if it's coming from them so don't tell my daughter this is what i meant but just send the message but tell the person it's not coming from me so basically, it's sharing the information, but there's uh, anonymity as far as to whom that message is coming from. The next one is called pabilin, giving direct guideline of what's appropriate, right? So if your mom is out and about business trip, bilin ng mami mo. Your mom said you can't bring friends here, right? Or it's also an expression of leeway. Okay, your mom said that you can be out beyond 9 p.m. So pabilin is giving specific guideline of what's appropriate and what's inappropriate. 
Now, the last one of Dr. Magay's specific role of a tagapamagitan is paabot. So when there is a distance in a relationship, whether distance, apart, or geographic location, one would say, you know, pakiabot mo na lang to. It's like, just give this message to this person. Or sometimes it could even be money. Like, just hand this to, to your tita when you see her. So, before we talk about ways to culturally understand each other, even with the scarcity of cultural teachers, let's take a quick commercial break. Jen Kalang! Welcome back to the Pinoy Love Language Podcast. Okay, so how do we culturally understand each other uh, absent or minimal presence of cultural whisperers? Number one, I've also mentioned this in the last episode, learn the language. There's a lot of like gems and hidden messages in the Filipino language. So learn the language. Next, hang out where Filipino, especially immigrants, are hanging out. Uh, here in California, we have Seafood City, like in restaurants, you know, just be really observant. Act as if you're a researcher. I often do this even now in communities like where even Zoom, I know people are hanging out there. I always want to get the most relevant information because culture evolves and we don't live in a vacuum. So we're constantly learning, be a student of the culture. That's the best way to learn. Also, we always have potlucks, events, cultural, you know, those fiestas. Be a part of those fiestas. And while you're eating your halo-halo, observe people. How do they interact? Like, what are the body uh, movements, the exchange beyond just the verbal communication? You can learn so much, you know. Just get a chair and a notepad. And then if you have conflict with your own family, try family therapy with a culturally responsive therapist you know family therapy i done this many times it is hard work but it's so rewarding and enjoyable and the therapist really has to understand nuances in the culture because there's so many that you need to track but when the therapist is able to do that Oh my goodness, it's really very rewarding because you can really see it's almost like when you need eyeglasses and you can't read words on the wall and then suddenly you are wearing an eyeglass. You're like, wow, I can see words. I can read. It's like, ah, <laughs> that's how it feels like when you're able to really be an effective cultural whisperer. So if you've tried, you know, really understanding your mom and there might be some trauma there some just deep deep resentment seek out therapy with someone who's culturally responsive so those are my tips again the tagapamagitan just to recap is our cultural whisper there are many in the islands they don't even know that they're doing it it's just how we learn about each other they're like giving cues constantly about this sensing because sometimes you might have a hard time sensing 
And that's one thing I want to share that even in the islands, even if this uh, sense of pakiramdam, go listen to the previous episode uh, where I talk about pakiramdam. Sometimes, you know, we can fall short also of interpreting those nonverbal cues. And in the islands, we even joke around, wow, mahirap ispilengin. It's like you can't spell out the person. Like you step forward they don't like it you step backward so it still happens i want to share that with you so that you don't get overwhelmed and frustrated these things we constantly learn and that's the adventure of life that we are not static right we're constantly learning about each other so make it not a frustrating experience but rather an adventure so thank you again for listening everything that i talked about the free Speak the Pinoy Love Language webinar on demand. You can get a quick access to it as uh, soon as you register. Check that out, especially if you're really interested in learning about Filipino cultural nuances. Everything is in the show notes. And please share this podcast with other people and leave me a review. I'll be uh, really excited to hear from you. Again, this is Rowan. Sa ulitin. Bye now.